Welcome, everybody. This is the U.S. Grace Force Podcast. I'm Doug Barry. We're thankful that you're with us. And my always very good friend, Father Richard Heilman, is here as well. And again, thank you so much for joining us. And before we begin with introducing our guest, Kathy is her name. I'm going to turn this over to Father, and we're going to start with prayer, because that is the most important thing we can do whenever we begin anything in this life. Okay, you quiet. I'm going to pray now. <laughs> in the name of the Father, one. Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruinous souls. Amen. May the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Awesome. Thank you very much, Father. And I want to thank, as always, everybody out there who supports the U.S. Grace Force, everything that you do, your prayers, your encouragement. In fact, I just got uh, done at the time I recorded this a couple of days ago with our premiere for Doom to Repeat It, which took place in Dallas. Everybody who supported the project, we can't thank you enough. Your prayers, your encouragement, and those of you who support the U.S. Grace Force. But so many people came up to me at the premiere and just talked about how they love Father Heilman. They love the U.S. Grace Force podcast. And they said I was okay, too, which is nice. I get thrown in there, lumped in there as Father's uh, sidekick there. Whatever. So, no, it's true. It's true. We all know it. But it's great to work with Father. And it's great to have all of you out there encourage and pray for us and support us. Thank you so much for that. If you want to support us through the, the Patreon program, that's also an enormous way to help us keep this message moving out there to as many lives, as many souls as possible. Just click the link in the description and that will help you be able to just go out there, think about it, pray about it. And if you decide to kick a few dollars our way once a month or so, that again, powerful way of helping us get this message out. Also, don't forget to go to the U.S. Grace Force official gear page you see here on the screen and in the description below. Get yourself t-shirts, hoodies, uh, female, well, I'm sorry, women's stuff, female, women, no gender neutral stuff. Everything is, is <laughs> it's, it's right there. It's, it's men's and women's birthing styles. person, birthing person t-shirts, birthing person t-shirts. Exactly. <laughs> go on out to U.S. Grace Force official gear page. Check out what we've got there. Also, great way to support the work that we do, and you get a great great product with a great message on it. And this world needs this message that we cannot remain silent in the face of so much evil going on. And our guest tonight is going to be talking about that and so much more. Father, I know you know her wonderfully. You're going to be involved in this event that she's putting on. And right. I might get to come and sit in the front row and <laughs> listen to you speak. Yeah, but whatever. I'll let you in, in introduce our guest tonight. We'll, we'll do Laurel and Hardy. You know, remember when we used to do that? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> who's on first who's on first we're gonna do that act. <laughs> little Adam Kosh Kosh bit, yeah. yeah yeah but no i'm very excited to have kathy with us tonight kathy and i we've been meeting for at least what two years now i think and we meet regularly a zoom call because we're all over the country but what it is is um we meet because we decided we wanted to get united right so we have the coalition of eucharistic and marian apostolates we affectionately call it sema but uh uh, and we just get together, and uh, these are all these amazing apostolates that are trying our best primarily to pray grace into our country in every way, shape, or form. And these beautiful, beautiful apostolates that, that each one is in the business of gathering souls together to, uh, to, to become strong and united together, which is the title of our, our podcast tonight. And so we wanted to uh, bring Kathy in. Kathy is a speaker and a writer and an event planner for Catholic Marketing Network. And, uh, and it does a phenomenal job, but she's got an event or they have an event, Catholic Marketing Network, 
in Schaumburg, Illinois. And we're going to talk uh, more specifically about this in just a second. But it is um, amazing. Uh, I've been there in the past. And, uh, but, but talk about getting us together when we get there. And that's right in the center of the core of the country. Uh, but uh, Kathy, I, I think maybe we can open up by maybe you just telling us what that event is all about. J uh, July 25th to the 28th. Am I correct about that? Yep. Correct. Yep. And so um, I can't wait to go myself. I bet, like I said, I've been there in the past. And uh, so Kathy, maybe you can help us understand about this uh, amazing event coming up in July. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Father and Doug, for having me uh, with you guys. I consider it an honor uh, to share this uh, podcast with you. Um, the Catholic Marketing Network has been around for over 25 years. And the, the, the company began as, a, as an organization that put on a trade show trying to help support the cause of evangelization by connecting everybody that published and created Catholic products and publications with the people that can help with the distribution. And that was great. But now the, the circumstances in our culture, the, the, the path, oh, the way you do everything with evangelization has had to change. And with the onset of online and everything else, we've got to do things differently. So what we've done is Catholic Marketing Network still has our trade show. We still invite any retailer who is listening to this podcast to come and be part of this amazing event because there's so much they can learn and do and build solidarity. But on top of our trade show, we now have three different conference tracks that can appeal to people of a whole bunch of different interests and we see it as a really important opportunity right now to gather people together to get strong and united. And that's what we're all talking about tonight, that this nexus point, we can tell the, the, the gloves are off on the enemy right now. And the enemy's desperate. And the enemy wants to divide and conquer us, all right? And we need to stand shoulder to shoulder and be united and be strengthened. And so the CMN event is that. We have actually the Law of Life Summit. We have the Pillars of Faith Conference. And we have the Writers Guild Conference, along with what we're doing for the retailers and the, the suppliers. So that's a little summary of what what my work is focused on right now and what I'm excited about. How do you, Kathy, as you get working on this, what's been the feedback, the response so far um, from the people that you're inviting to be part of it? Like Father, I know Father Hyman's going to be speaking at it. Um, I mean, because things have changed, you know, for any of us who have been involved in, in, in Catholic work evangelization. I mean, in the last 32 years that I've been doing things, you know, traveling, speaking, it's different now. It's much, much different. And now with Roe v. Wade being overturned, there are so many things that are unfolding. There's this, you know, we refer to this diabolical retaliation and exploitation of the times that we're in. Uh, you know, Catholic Church just gets burned to the ground over the weekend in West Virginia, a historically marked Catholic Church, burned to the ground, built in 1878, I believe, St. Coleman's, I think was the name, arsonist, just burned it to the ground. Now, these types of attacks, you know, coincidentally because of Roe v. Wade, when we heard actually when the leak came out, 
that uh, Ruth sent us that pro-abortion group said that they were going to be marching into churches on Mother's Day, and they did in some places, disrupting mass. All kinds of threats have been put out there, threats against the justices, the Supreme Court justices, and, and against the Catholic Church. And all these things that are different now in the very real sense that they're unfolding. And we know that there are those in certain areas of the government that are not speaking out against this. In fact, there are some that seem to be fanning the flames of this. Now, from your, your, your take and your side, what you see with the people that you've invited to this and other Catholic speakers and evangelizers you, you've worked with and are working with, what do you see or hear coming from them regarding the times we're in right now? Well, what I think is interesting is that people have been paralyzed by fear. Right. For those years of COVID and beyond, they were they were absolutely attacked, spiritually attacked by fear. And what I notice is that if you're a mission-driven Catholic, if you want to see a difference in the world and in your culture, then you are feeling drawn to gather at this event. Because we're not the fancy schmancy people. This is not the fancy schmancy event. This is the real people, grassroots. How do we get together and make a difference in our own parishes, in our own world? Well, we can't do it if we're feeling isolated and fatigued and, and maybe helpless but you come and and it's like like when you gather at like church at your church father you know people might feel one way at home and then they come to one of your events at your parish and they're like breathing in the oxygen of god right well that's what happens and that's what i hear people getting excited about coming to the momentum event and all these conference tracks is they, they want to connect with other people and find out how they can make a difference and make things better. Yeah, you know, you hear the word remnant a lot. And when I go to the, this, uh, this event that you have, um, I, I get that strong sense that here is the remnant. And, and even the, the, the Catholic people that have products, well, what do they have? They have these beautiful devotions and sacramentals. I mean, these are people... You know, they're not they're not getting rich off of this they this is truly for them th this is this is a, a mission uh for them to be able to provide these beautiful things for people and p please everyone come to this because you'll just see amazing amazing things uh, a beautiful craftsmanship um and and again this isn't about hawking products at all this is about help helping us to just dive into the treasure chest of our Catholic faith and, and look at this jewel and that jewel and ju just the beautiful devotions and sacramentals of, of our faith. Um, uh, but, but then all the other people as well that, that come to that, it, it's just, you're just on a high when you're there because here is the remnant of the church. And how great is it that we're united right now? And, and, uh, and, and we're going to do our best and we're going to figure this out and we're going to see how God is calling us in this moment in history. I mean, this is an historical time we're living through right now. Uh, Roe v. Wade, you know, as we're, we're uh, recording, went down this past Friday, and that was my birthday, by the way, <laughs> which was really cool because we heard that it might come at the end of June. I'm going, hmm, the end of June. 
that my birthday's toward the end of June. Wouldn't that be cool? Well, now you're, now you're just showing off. Uh, I am. <laughs> I'm on such a high right now. I can't. I can't even describe it. Um, something but, else. Something else about the Sacred Heart was on that day too. Oh yeah, there was this Sacred Heart thingamabob. I oh, guess that, going. That's on. Right. Yeah, the thingamabob. <laughs> no, it was the celebrity. The Sacred Heart happened to fall on that day as well. And then uh, the solemnity of St. John the Baptist normally falls on that day, but they moved it to the day earlier. Mm. But, you know, John the Baptist, you know, he left in the womb, in the womb, right? Because he recognized Jesus in Mary's womb, Mary's womb, right? So this is life. The, we've been clear about this all along. You know, I, 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 um, they had a little gig for, it was going away from my, my uh, secretary, and then they added my birthday to it that day. But it was planned in advance before we knew Roe v. Wade would go down that day. So, again, the celebration was great. It was Friday night. But then uh, Pro-Life Wisconsin w w wanted to go down to the Capitol and, and have a, a little celebration prayer rally themselves. And so I, I was doing this juggling act. I had to go to this event and then go to that. But I went downtown, and um, they uh, there was thousands down there uh, and circling the square. And th they only had one chant. It was just... My body, my choice, my body, my choice. And that's all, all they said. Uh, but a reporter uh, saw me in my collar, I guess, and asked for an interview. And it was just a brief little thing. But the clip they showed was me saying, um, you know, they're chanting over there, my body, my choice. I said, it, well, it's not. You know, it's, it's not their body. You know, the science. You know, we, we've been told for the last couple of years especially, trust the science. Well, the science tells us that that's a baby. That's a baby. It's, it's not their body. And, and so we need to protect the rights of that baby. And that, that was the whole interview right there. I, I just reenacted it for you. But, um, but that's the point, isn't it? You know, we talk about racism. We talk about sexism. We talk about ism, ism, ism. Well, how about babyism or infantism, you know? I mean, these babies have no rights and, and, and they're getting killed like the Jews were in World War II. You know, it just, and so it, the, the people that are, are standing up now and again at this uh, Catholic Marketing Network uh, conference that, that's happening in Schaumburg, Illinois, please, 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 if you want to find some of the finest and most lit up remnant, come and join us, come and join us. July 25th to the 28th. But isn't it true, Kathy? I mean, you're there and you're just, you can hardly breathe. You're so full of, full of joy because you're there and you feel strong and you feel united. Again, the name of our, our podcast tonight. And, and, you, and so you have hope because of, of these amazing people. Do you have that feeling when you're there, Kathy? And this is what's really interesting is that God started working last year. You are absolutely right. The, yeah. the, the feeling of hope is palpable yeah. at this event. Yeah. And one of the people that was at the event last year was a young man named Royce Hood, a young lawyer. And he has run an event called the Law of Life Summit at the March for Life in D.C. for many years. He puts on this, this event with lots of great speakers and everything when people are at the March for Life. Well, he approached Sylvia and I and Masango and, and said, could we do a Law of Life Summit at Momentum this coming summer? And we were like, hey, you know what? We want to build on the momentum of this event and 
he felt the spirit of the people that come mm. and he wanted to be part of it mm. for the cause of life. Nice. And so I think it's totally God's providence yeah. that not only did we add this Law of Life Summit track, so anybody who wants to know about the details of the Law of Life Summit, they can go to lawlife.org. That's where Royce has all the information, the amazing lineup of speakers and everything that's planned just for that two-day track. But I think it's God's smiling on us, just like you always say, Father, you can't make this stuff up. Yeah. That the theme that we gave for the event, which yeah, was tell, months, this is great. months ago, yeah. was moving forward with the strength of the sacred heart. I know. <laughs> and here Roe v. Wade goes down in the solemnity of the sacred heart. <laughs> exactly. You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> you can't. You yeah. can't. So, and that's just one piece. That's just one piece of the providence of this event is people will be able to be so informed and energized about pro-life. But then the, the prayer piece is no less important because not everybody can go out and be sort of a, a pro-life advocate. You know, you can at certain times in certain ways, but we all can be prayer warriors. And that's the SEMA side of the event, the Pillars of Faith conference piece of the event. And that's where you and I have been meeting and, you know, um, getting together with the team and really showing people that's how we get united through the power of the rosary um, and our prayer. So, nice. you know, that's, that's where you're going to be there. Um, we have uh, Dave Carollo from the um, World Apostolate of Fatima, USA, who's going to be giving a whole presentation on the, um, the reviving our hearts through the Eucharist, nice. um, because there's really a connection between this Eucharistic revival and the prayers that the angel gave at Fatima. So there's definitely a real cool synergy between Eucharistic revival and Fatima. And then we have Father Chris Alar giving an amazing talk about the way that the rosary unites us and um, the confraternity of the rosary unites us even more. Now, Father, you may want to, you know, expand on, you know, what, what is the confraternity of the rosary? I don't know if everybody knows about that. Well, it's actually something that's being revived, I think. And, and uh, it's something that shrines around the country endorse and get behind and you can actually sign up through like a local shrine it doesn't have to be local either and nowadays of course you can do that online you don't have to actually go to the shrine but the connection that it has to these uh shrines uh, most of them are marian shrines uh around the country is there's a strength in that right but right. this is just something where again a confraternity you feel united you're united with all these souls you're united with all these shrines you know I mean, people have witnessed miracles at these shrines. And, and I, honestly, I think that's part of it too. The power of prayer, the power of prayer, but especially the rosary and the many, many miracles that have occurred through the rosary. But what a great thing to be a part of is to go ahead and sign up to be a part of this confraternity of the rosary. I know United States Grace Force is trying to get all of its enlisted members as part of the confraternity of the rosary as well but it's it's again it's something that was um more predominant uh 
early in our church history, but has, uh, has made a resurgence. So it's pretty cool. Well, and, and father, uh, and father Chris will talk about that even more. And the, one of our, one of the members of the SEMA steering team is, a. uh, um, prayer warrior named Dennis Gerard from Canada. And he talks about how that when we pray our rosary by ourselves, that's, that's a really beautiful and powerful prayer. But when you pray as united with the confraternity, it's like the Holy Spirit multiplies your prayer by right. the thousands who right. are also praying that prayer. So it's pretty cool that you can superpower your prayer that way. And, and Dennis cannot come to the event because he's going to be hosting the Pope up in Canada oh. at the same time during oh the goodness. event. Oh my so goodness. he'll be keeping us, uh, keeping us in the loop yeah. uh, from, from our Canada contingent. Uh, well, that'll be interesting. Canada. Um, are they allowed to do anything in Canada anymore? Yeah, right. I, things have gotten a little crazy <laughs> up there in Canada. Yeah. They do their best. Yeah, yeah. They do. So it I'm, is. I'm curious, Kathy, what, what types of presentations um, in general are people going to be able to expect? Like, it, can it break that a little more in detail? And you've covered some already, but just a little bit more in detail about, like, um, you've, got, you've got some that are more for larger groups, some individual groups. Yeah. So are we talking, we doing 10 talks. We're going to have 150 talks. What are we looking at? <laughs> Typically, the, the Law of Life Summit is a more intense schedule because they have what they call fire hose sessions where you're going to get small, narrow updates from a whole bunch of pro-life leaders and, and groups. Um, they've got, uh, you know, Janet Marana um, with Priests for Life. Uh, I mean, the list, Thomas More Society will be heavily represented. So you understand how we deal with the law and the legal issues going forward, because now the states are going to be the ones deciding, you know, the future of how we protect babies. And um, so we're going to get that. So the Law of Life Summit is a more intense track. The, the SEMA Pillars of Faith is um, not quite as many speakers, but more time for that connection and solidarity. We want to give people plenty of time to really build relationships um, amongst each other. But we also, you know, our mornings always begin with a great speaker. We've got breakfast events. One is with uh, Father, uh, excuse me, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, which if anybody has ever heard him, he is so amazingly passionate. So he's going to be amazing to- Doug knows him while I do too. But uh, every time I hear one of his talks, I, I go home and start shouting at my parishioners. <laughs> because the way he speaks is he's just out there he's just he, uh, i i every time i see him i, I tell him that I, but but you, you're, you're making me shout at my parishioners what but you're shouting good things at your parishioners. no i know it's it's like a <laughs> it's like a really dynamic bold yeah. evangelical kind yeah. of style yeah, it's yeah. amazing yeah. to listen out, to him talk he comes but, out in uh, overdrive yeah. But, yeah but you know i end up shouting at my parishioners yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, and he is so wonderful. But then on Wednesday evening, and, and I know that, you know, this podcast reaches a broad range of people across the United States. Well, anyone who is in the, the Schaumburg or Chicago area, 
they even if they can't come for the 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 summit or the larger events you know the conference track events on wednesday evening we're having our celebration of life reception and dinner It'll be um, headlined with um, uh, David B. Wright and Catherine Hadro, um, who is a contributor with DWTN, along with Jason Jones, international uh, pro-life filmmaker, and then three different talented music artists. So even that event by itself is worth coming. You know what I mean? If you're close enough, just come for that. But anybody who, who can um, make the trip and spend a little bit more time, I guarantee you're going to be um, glad you did. Hey, uh, Kathy, so I'm super excited about this, and I hope everybody else is getting excited as well. But um, you know, our, our, to our topic tonight is Get Strong and United. You mentioned something that we're doing here, uh, but it, it really came from uh, – way back in the beginning when we were about uh, gathering with uh, SEMA, right? So we've been at this, I think it's a couple of years. Does that sound right? Uh -huh. About two yep. years? Yep. But it was in Jan it was uh, January 31st. And again, I think this came out of discussions and prayer with SEMA and all that, that we decided that we were going to gather everyone and we were going to pray around our Wisconsin state capitol. And, uh, and we, we, you know, we, we build the event for a while, but we picked the feast of John Bosco, which is on January 31st. It's tough to pick January 31st in Wisconsin, by the way, but anyways, um, but we picked it because, because of him, uh, pointing to the two pillars. Uh, he had that, that, that dream where he saw that the ship, which was the church was about to sink. It was being attacked. It was, there was a storm. But if it could it moor itself to these two pillars, one he saw the Eucharist on, it was a higher pillar, and then the other he saw um, the Blessed Mother on. And though, but, but those are the two pillars, and that's really primarily what uh, this conference, what SEMA, what we're all trying to say. When you're talking about get strong, okay, we're talking about get strong and get really tight with our Eucharistic Lord. And uh, in, in a second, I'm going to just mention what we're doing here. But it, what's interesting about that January 31st, and that was kind of like the first big move. I mean, we've been doing the 50-40 and all that stuff before. That, but this was kind of an unusual thing that we decided to do. <clears throat> what's interesting, that was January 31st, 2020. You know what happened on that day? We, In retrospect, we found this out. This is Father Connect the Dots again. But that was the day that uh, Trump, President Trump, did the uh, the the ban of uh, of uh, flights from China? I believe it was uh, at that time. But that would have been the, then the first time that the country went. Wait, what? It's that serious that we have to talk about a ban? Mm. So it was on that day that everybody kind of you know stuck their heads up and went, "What's going on here?" Right? And and then of course we know what happened after that. You know, it just. Um, some of it, I, the historians will have to judge was necessary, uh, but a lot of it was, I think, um, people are using this uh, to gain power and control, uh, Satan in particular. But anyways, so we went through that. But what? But coming out of it, and this is what I mean, in 2021, 
and it was the summer of 2021, we said, you know what? We need to get strong and we need to get united. And that's when we decided as a parish that we were going to meet every single Thursday night, which is another night besides Sunday that's uh, devoted to the Eucharist because that would have been the last supper night, right? So we decided we're going to get together and we had a, a five to six holy hour of adoration with a choir, polyphony. We had like 60 candles in the, in the uh, sanctuary. Uh, we had tons of servers, um, procession, and we uh, had ador adoration. Uh, then I, I went into the confessional, so an opportunity to get all cleaned up in the sacrament of confession, and then a beautiful benediction. But then we went out afterwards onto the lawn, and we, we had a special spot out there. We called it Gracie's Cafe, but a time for us to get united. But united with our Lord in the Holy Eucharist, and then to get united with each other as a family of God, because what it was happening, quarantines and masks and, and uh, division and hatred, everything to get us divided was going on. And, and I guess this is all my way of saying, we discerned here that, that we had to counter that. We had to counter that. You know, I, I was saying rage and division were the two demonic forces that, that rose up in that, those two years. We had to counter that. So we had to get tighter with our Eucharistic Lord, and we had to get tighter with each other. And, and Kathy, uh, I think that's what SEMA is all about. I think this Catholic Marketing Network, uh, Amazing Days That Are Coming Up is all about. It's time for us to get strong. It's time for us to get united. And I'll end with this. Um, strong, what does that mean? That means be strong in the Lord as money power. But you can't get strong with the Lord unless you start taking them seriously. And, and by seriously, that means you fall in love with him, okay? So that he is the highest priority in your life. And, and everything that you do, everything that you say, every thought you have is geared toward, is this pleasing you? Because I love you so much. All I want to do is please you. And so we've been working on that. But that, that to me, and I, I'd like to get feedback from both of you if you could, but that to me, when you're talking about get strong, I'm wearing it on my t-shirt, right? Get strong. When you're talking about get strong, it means get strong in the love of, of God, the love, the love, the love of God. Then you take your faith seriously. Then now you're a qualified recruit in God's army because he can trust you because he knows your motivation is, is coming straight out of love, not out of duty, you know, not out of a filling job description, but because I love you so intensely. I want, I want to be close. So, so get strong, get united. And, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you for putting this on this summer. Um, so what, what do you guys think? Uh, I'll start with you, Kathy. Um, what do you think about when you think of, of be strong in the Lord and his mighty power, you know, what does it mean to get strong? Well, I think that what you're saying is so important and that we um, need to not uh, underestimate the power of the Eucharist to feed our soul. You know, so often we, we do things sort of out of routine. And what you're saying in terms of doing it out of love is taking it to a whole different level and you allow yourself, you know, I'm a children's author, you know, I'm, I'm somebody that, that works in the imagination world all the time, trying to get children to think of themselves as little virtue heroes. Right. But that's, that's where you can imagine Jesus resting, you know, in the Eucharist when you receive him, 
resting with his heart beating next to yours, right. you know, getting ourselves, you know, our, our imagination engaged in that is, is a huge um, piece of the, you know, of allowing God to energize us and to strengthen us. Um, and when you were talking, I also was imagining the unity part is that we are drawn together under Mary's mantle. Right. And, you know, through the rosary and through these prayers, she is that, that protection and that unity yes. that helps us stand strong. Yes. You know, Doug, you were talking about recently where a situation came up where men had to stand strong. And I know that they probably had the ability and desire to do that because of the strength of the Eucharist and the love of Our Lady. But anyway, you can share that story. Yeah, Doug, can you share that? Perfect. That's an amazing story. Yeah, at the time we recorded this, this took place just yesterday. Uh, I was out of town because we just had the premiere, as I mentioned earlier, in Dallas for Doomed to Repeat It, the film. And I got a text message from a friend of mine saying that there were some uh, pro-abortion uh, protesters marching down the street towards the cathedral in Tyler here in Texas, where I live in East Texas. And that there were also reports of bricks being found that were just around the cathedral. Now, I, I, my understanding is that it wasn't like a pallet of bricks as we saw with some of the BLM riots, but it was just bricks just placed here and there around the cathedral, but there were enough of them that it seemed very odd. So um, I called a friend right away since I was out of town. I called a friend, someone had done some, just some basic, some security church training that we've been working together on with. And I, I brought it up with him and he said, yeah, he said, I already, I already dealt with it. He said, I was able to organize about, I think he said 20 to 30 men very quickly. There was an event going on after church in the church hall. He was able to organize these men and they went out around the church and formed up basically uh, a type of position that basically says to bad guys, you know, it, it's a deterrent position. It just says, we're here, we're standing guard, we're standing watch. You know, it's, it's sending a signal and a message that we're united. And there's a certain strength behind what we're doing here that sends a message to anybody who wants to try to hurt the church or hurt the people here that we're not going to, we're just not going to let this happen. Now, at the same time, it sounds like a woman had gone around the church and collected all the bricks while the men were forming up. She collected the bricks and got them out of the way, got them in a position in a pile where they were not able to be reached by anybody from the street. And so my understanding, and it was a short conversation with him, but this is how he put it. Uh, we were able to deal with it. He said, we formed up uh, the position and nobody was able to get near the church. It's a perfect example, especially right now where tensions are very high. We see this happening when we've got churches that have been vandalized, the Blessed Sacrament was stolen from a church in Katy, Texas a few weeks back after the leak came out that Roe v. Wade looked like it was going to be overturned. And these different pro-abortion groups came out threatening all sorts of you know, disruption to even vandalism and violence. And of course, one of the things that we're finding spray-painted on churches around the country uh, is a statement that says, if abortions are not, are not safe, then neither are you. So this sort of approach, this sort of mantra is out there. There does need to be an attitude of as peacefully as possible, how do we diffuse? How do we deescalate? How do we reduce? And how do we minimize any kind of chaos or trouble? One of the best ways to do this is to be able to be united. 
And it starts with being united in a love of God, a love of neighbor, a love of those beautiful, good, holy, sacred things that God gives us in this world, the dignity of life, obviously, and not just the life in the womb, but the life of each and every one of us while we're breathing in this world to be ready to protect and defend each other in the appropriate ways. And I'll say this, the more united we are and the better trained we are, we are far, far, far less likely to find ourselves in a bad situation. If we're not united, that's the or else part of this title. If we are not united and we're not taking the steps to be better trained spiritually and naturally to diffuse, de-escalate, reduce and minimize chaos and evil's efforts in this world, then we will find ourselves really kicked all over the place. And we know this because we see it happening. So it was a really fantastic situation that showed that these men who had done some training, some basic training on this stuff, and my friend Steve, who just stepped up and said, hey, guys, let's organize. And look what happened. They were able to, in, in large part, probably prevent uh, potential chaos from coming upon the cathedral here in Tyler. Uh, this is just important that we think about this. So I think, Kathy, what you're doing here and what you're trying to really get the message out to the people to think about and take seriously is this has to be a personal decision that starts inside each and every heart. I need to get on my knees and turn to God. I need to start just really deepening that prayer and asking him, Lord, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? Speak to me. Speak to me, please, Lord, and let me hear you. Give me the grace to hear you. I, I say this to people all the time now, more and more. Pray for the grace to hear him. It's not as if God isn't calling us to step up and engage in the, the, the battle between good and evil. We're all called to in some way, shape, or form. Oftentimes, we don't hear him. You know, Father, you always say, because we're, we're sometimes too busy golfing and shopping. <laughs> and we don't want to take time to just pray and listen, listen, listen to God and let him speak to us about what we need to be doing to be better united, to grow in that strength. Can I piggyback on that, Doug, real quick? Yeah, go. Yeah, um, so God bless those men who stepped up. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, that's the kind of heroism that that um, really I think is the brand of America. It just it's yeah. you, you love being American when you when you hear those stories. But uh, I'd like to make an appeal to all the men out there, especially uh, to have the same kind of resolve that those men had that Doug just just told about in that story. Um, I had a detective visit me uh, last week. And uh, this is the same detective that came uh, a few years ago when I had my life uh, threatened. Uh, I actually, at the same time, and this was a separate incident, uh, I'm laying in bed at 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, and uh, I, I hear uh, Father Rick, Father Rick. And I look, I go to the base of my uh, top of my stairs and see a shadow of a figure at the base of my stairs. And this turned out this pe person was mentally ill. And, but, you know, bipolar and uh, could have been a real threat. The, so the threat is, my point I'm trying to make is the threat is real. I know that the, um, the local sheriff's department is on alert right now. And I know that we have uh, men in my parish that are carrying. Uh, some of them are uh, vets. And, uh, but, uh, but please, uh, if you can, you know, um, protect your parish protect your priests. Uh, but I, I, uh, I told someone, you know, what a way to go get done gunned down while you're offering the Holy sacrifice of the mass, but I'm not looking to get killed. But, but the point is, is that the threat is real right now. Satan is about as mad as he's ever going to get right 
now. Okay. Roe v. Wade went down. That was a, akin to, it's a template of the days of Baal. When the Israelites turned away from God and went to Baal, and what did they do? They worshiped babies to the idol Baal. And uh, that's what we've been doing for 49 years, is, is worshiping uh, at the idol of what Baal stood for, which was, you know, uh, you know sexual depravity, uh, power, prestige, uh, uh, and, and doing what you want instead of what God wants you to do. Um, but... Uh, we've been, and, and this is what I said too. And I, I, I have to tell you this part too. I'm blabbering here, but I love telling this story because I, I, it's so indicative of what, when I'm back there and I personally experienced it in this way. 1972 was the year I graduated from uh, grade school. In fact, to this day, I go and offer mass at the, the sisters who uh, taught me when I was in grade school. God love my, they, they can't get to church. So I go and have mass in their living room every week, but, um, God love them. I just love them so dearly, but I graduated from that grade school in 72. So I went to the Catholic high school, uh, in the fall of 72. And when I went in there, the nuns were just in these beautiful long habits and the priest was always present. And the, 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 the hallways and every, the classrooms were adorned in religious imagery, imagery. And we had mass all the time and, uh, adoration and, confession and everything is God is my witness that following year, the, every, all the religious imagery was stripped out. The nuns habits went like that. Wow. The priest was MIA. We had mass maybe once a semester of that. They never talked about the sacrament of confession. Okay. That year was 1973. Mm. And you can talk to exorcists and they'll tell you, yeah. That when we made a decision to offer our babies at the idol ball, in essence, to, to sacrifice babies for our worldly pleasures in 1973, exorcists will talk about portals, how our sins open up doors, op create openings where it makes it easy for demons to come in. Okay. In 1973, a portal the size of the United States opened up. And it rained demons down. And we saw it in the culture. What did we see in the streets at that time? Uh, and we saw it in the church. That they just, it, what, what were they doing in 73? They were saying, uh, we, we hate our past. Well, look what's going on right now. We don't like George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. We're taking down their statues. And you, you need to hate our past. That, that's the devil, Okay. Uh, and that's what they were doing there. We hate our past. We hate Mary. We hate devotions. We hate the good sacraments. We hate, you know, and, and, and any, any religious image, go on. We hate our past. Uh, and so we got to go, we got to progress into something new. And, and what was the something new? A religion that was so watered down and so cheap, cheap grace. Dietrich Bonhoeffer talks about that, 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 that it became nothing. And so we end up August 5th, 2019, Pew Research Report, 70% mm. of professed Catholics think that's bread. It's a, it's a symbol of Jesus on the altar. You know, and what do we do as a response to that? To, uh, on August 5th, on October 6th, two months later, uh, almost to the day, we give the at least the optics 
of worshiping an idol in the very upper center of the church. Um, and, and in salvation history, what does God do when you start worshiping idols instead of mm. him? Yeah. A plague. Yeah. A plague. It doesn't go well. Yeah. And so, but, but my point in all that is just to say this, is that we saw something on the solemnity of the sacred heart, unbelievable, okay? And, and But it's a sign that portal, okay, that was above the whole United States is closing, okay? But the devil is trying to crank it open again. It's going to get really rough. It's going to get tough because the devil knows that his 49-year-old portal is closing. So he's going to throw everything in the kitchen sink at us. And so we've got to get strong. We've got to get united. Well, and yeah. Father, Kathy? I think what you're saying, what, what, what I was imagining is that at that time that you described, it was like the church in America and, and the, the culture of America let loose of those two pillars. Yes, yes, go. yes. And the, and the ship has yes. been rocked in the storm yes. this whole time. And now- That's exactly what they let go of. Listen, the two things when I, was, when I went to seminary in the 80s was we were never offered one second of exposition of the Blessed Sacrament for Eucharistic Adoration. In all of my seminary training in the 80s and- I, I, there, I know seminarians can back me up on this. I know of at least two, and I know there was many, many more, where they were caught having a devotion to the Blessed Mother, and they were asked to leave and seek psychological counseling. There you go. The Eucharist and the Blessed Mother. Yeah. The devil hates those the most. That's why we need to turn to them, especially at this time. Right. The two pillars, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. And so if you can imagine, if you can imagine in a physical way, this event in Schaumburg, one room, which is the room where we'll have mass, we'll say the Divine Mercy Chaplet, we'll um, do all of our devotional prayer is in one ballroom. So it's Schaumburg West. Right next door to it, is Schomburg East, which is where we will have the Law of Life Summit and the, all these other tracks. And so truly, we are putting the prayer cover over nice. what's happening in that room next door and what's happening in the larger United States and the world. So I think- I plan that, on being think, in the confessional a lot while I'm there. Use me, <laughs> use me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I want to give it's okay if it's okay I want to give people some instructions on how to get all the rest of the details that we can't begin to give all the details here on this podcast. And so I want people to go to catholicmarketing.com and they can go to our event page and if you if you go on there you're going to scroll down a little bit and you're going to see Four little boxes. One is about the retailer seminar. One is about the Pillars of Faith conference. One is about the Law of Life conference or Law of Life summit. And one is about the, um, the Catholic Writers Guild. If you click on those boxes, they take you to all the other information about those conference tracks. And then when you register, if you register for the event, you're getting everything. So even though you say, you know, on your registration, oh, I'm interested in the Pillars of Faith track, 
Well, if you see stuff at the law of life that you want to go to, you can go. So basically, I tell everybody that you buy one conference and you get three free. Nice. <laughs> so it's nice. uh, it, so that's that's truly the way to navigate. Go to catholicmarketing.com, scroll down the page and find those boxes and then you can find all the info and then you just use the registration link and and we want and and there's a discounted hotel room rate for everybody who's traveling but i think it's worth it you know we've been so isolated and and so sequestered that if you're going to travel if you're going to consider making a trip for any reason do this one you know do this and come together so that you're not just relaxing and and getting you know refreshed you know with a little bit of time off r and r but get your soul the refreshment that it needs kathy, so i'm curious kathy what just tell the audience tell us all what what are you hoping really comes from this event i mean doing events like this i know it's easy for some to say you know yeah we just hope people get together and have a good time and they just feel you know comforted and encouraged but this is, again, a very different time. Like Father said, you know, uh, as you described, 1973, the big portal opens. Now that portal's closing. I feel like God is shutting the window slowly. We have had some time to respond. Many have, many, many, many have not. But there's, there's still so much happening right now. Um, peace has moved around the chessboard very quickly right now. Um, and a lot of people are, are, are seeing, you know, whether it's the inflation issue, the baby formula issue, the world war potential three issue that we hear about with Ukraine and Russia and, and Russia has been talking about that a lot. We have a lot of these things happening, but we also have the Roe v. Wade situation and we have this Eucharistic revival that seems to be, you know, starting to spring up now in different ways. So there's a lot of lines being drawn here. You could say. What do you hope this event, especially in these times, which are very unique right now, what do you hope this event does? Well, the one thing that Catholic Marketing Network has had a focus on the whole time we've been around is to provide practical connections between people so that it's not just fun and friends or getting inspired. Those are all great, but we've always been about how can you make a practical connection so that you can go do something to make a difference for God? And typically what happens is people are inspired one way or another, and then they're like, well, I don't know what to do. Well, you will be amazed by the people you will encounter and the conversations that will happen. Basically, I say this is the Catholic kitchen table for the United States. And you gather around that kitchen table at CMN and you wouldn't believe what God does with those connections. So the practical part is, yes, are retailers and suppliers and those people going to be making very practical connections in our expo hall? Yes. But even way beyond that is the connections you make so that when times are tough and when you're discouraged or when you can't seem to find people at your parish that you, you really resonate with, you now have this whole group of people that you've connected with through the Momentum event, whether it's getting energized and activated for pro-life 
you know, because maybe you don't know exactly what to do. Well, you're gonna know. You come to the Law of Life Summit, you're gonna know what to do. Or well, as it. a prayer warrior, you feel isolated. But that's it. You I get think connected. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's it. I, I think a lot of us said sometimes we go, what what am I? What can I do? I don't know what to do. And and yeah. when you get together at an event like this with these kinds of people, it's it's like a, a, a war room almost. It's you you you're able to come together and and um, and see more clearly what we're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. and and to learn. Be, I like to call it the art of spiritual warfare is one. But what what has God revealed to us over salvation history? As, as the best possible way for us to pray, for us to uh, act, for us to love, or all that. But uh, w- what is he looking for? And I always, I, this is where I always go to, my, God is my father or my dad. You know, Abba is dad. Uh, and I go to him and I, I just go, I, I'm, I'm having trouble figuring this out. And if I spend time, you know, just, you know, first of all, quiet time to just listen to him. I mean, love means listening. It really does. It means that, again, you're not just punching a clock and just racing in the church, racing out, get an obligation. In. No, love means listening, means stopping and listening. But it also means that you are driven to want to be a part of something that's, that's, that's bigger than us, but is about building the kingdom of God here on earth. Because what, Doug? We're shopping and golfing all the time, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the thing. I think, but I always, you know, I'm, I'm, I use that for humor, but to make a point that that we get just on our routines, our treadmill of life, and and uh, we just had the readings recently. Well, you know, uh, let me go say goodbye to my family first, or let me bury my dad first, and and Jesus goes, let the dead bury the dead. I think the point of that reading though was that. We can find all kinds of noble excuses for not engaging in building the kingdom of God. That's for other people because, see, I got these three kids over here or whatever we come up with. And it's good. It's a noble reason. But and, and then here's where I go with my parents is that they had seven kids and, and we lived at the parish. We lived doing what at the time was, was what we fought, thought was the best way to engage in building the kingdom of God here on earth. And we did that united with our parish family, right? And so whatever cause or whatever event or whatever uh, missionary effort that, that there was out there, we were right there. And to, now to this day, all of my brothers and sisters go to church every Sunday, at least that, you know, and they're, they're all devoted. My, my younger sister is the principal of the largest Catholic school in, in, the, in the diocese. Um, but the point is, is that, you know, it, it, don't teach your kids that you're too busy to, to engage. Teach your kids that we are, we are light on our feet. We are in the starting block. We are ready. When God calls, we're moving out, okay? Again, that's what the readings were meant to, to say in the last couple of days, is that when God calls, we go. And, and so, again, this is a great, great way for all of us who have said this. I've said it so many times in my life. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Well, go over to this in July and you're going to find out and you're going to, you're going to catch that spirit too. Uh, that, that's, that's going to just be bursting out during that time when we're gathered together of people who just are so driven to want to give their best for the cause that God has in building the kingdom of God here on earth. We're going to need it big time. 
because yeah. like I say, the devil's never been as mad as he is right now. Yeah. I think father, the term you use about this being like a war room where people get together. And I, I always love, you know, the expression that ideas come from ideas and we right. get into a room and get idea minded people, apostolic minded people, and just throw it out there, get it on the table. Let's start right. discussing. Let's hammer it out. Let's yep. figure out, you know, we've got to work together. The Holy spirit has the plan. We have to be the instruments, but we've got to get together and let those gifts, talents, and skills yes. really be, you know, cooperative with the Holy spirit so we can accomplish the mission. And right. yeah, the golfing and shopping thing is funny, but you're right. It makes a very clear point. Right. That people just, we, we get caught up in our distraction. We like our distraction. We don't want to be taken away from our distraction. And, and, our, and a lot of our, our noble. medication. Yeah. And, and what? And a lot of them are noble. You know, I got to go bury my father. That's noble. You know yeah. I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So but still to be open. Um, I know we're getting close to wrapping up here, but uh, Kathy, any, like any like big push, major final sort of like battle cry effort you want to say to everybody right now? Well, two things. One is that if you cannot come to the CMN Momentum event, please connect with the Coalition of um, Eucharistic and Marian Apostolates, coalitionofapostolates.com, because they are promoting prayer initiatives all the time, all year round. So that is definitely, for anybody who can't be physically with us, please check there and, and get connected in that way. But secondly, I want you to know that this is not your typical conference event where speakers come in, they fly in, they do their talk, and they're on their way. CMN is an event where everybody hangs out. And I'm always like a little fangirl because, you know, I'm walking the expo hall and all these people that I so deeply admire are just hanging out and you can talk to them and they're walking the halls and, and it's just such a different vibe. So if you ever wanted to find hope in the church, this is where you're going to get a dose of it, you know? <laughs> I hate to say it, but if we need a spiritual vaccination of hope, that's where yep. you come to CMN and get it. That's right. That's right. And then and then get your booster by coming to my parish. You know, there you the, go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so so you can so you can yell at them. You can yell at them. Exactly. Yeah, right. In, in a good way. In a good wait, way. Wait, wait, my body, my choice. Oh, I'm sorry. We're, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, but catholicmarketing.com is where you find out all the details and, uh, and, you know, contact us if you have questions. We're, we're happy to, happy to help. And well, uh, Kathy, it's been great having you on. I think yeah, that does wrap us Kathy. up for tonight. Um, again, everybody, July 25th to the 28th. 28th. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but uh, I yeah. did that by memory. It's pretty good. Isn't it? Very good. Uh, but it's, it's uh, Schaumburg, Illinois. And uh, what's the website again, Kathy? It's catholicmarketing.com. So it's the okay. CMN Momentum event. We're right. helping so all catholicmarketing.com. Yeah. And then go to events and you'll find all the information on it. Exactly. All right. Thank it was you. wonderful having you on, Kathy. Doug, always a pleasure. Thank you, Father. <laughs> all right. Let's close with a prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
Thank you, right. Kathy. Good to have you. Yeah, it was great, Thank Kathy. you, thank you.